bonus. Morning. <laughs> Bet you thought I'd forget. I thought I thought you'd forget. Morning. Welcome to Don't Be the Artist. I'm Hagen. I'm Jackson, and welcome to a bonus. I hope bonus. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so uh, this this week, this uh, bonus episode, Hagen and I decided to get together to watch the new uh, musical film, In the Heights, which uh, we can talk about the history of it in a moment. But uh, if you aren't aware of it, you can watch it on HBO Max. It's out in theaters if you feel safe enough to do that. It is a Lin-Manuel Miranda, um, or based off of a play, god damn it, a musical that Lin-Manuel Miranda uh what he got famous for and uh john m chu is who directed it and we are going to go through this is just going to be our quick uh review of it we're going to try not to spoil it but well we're just going to talk a little bit about it and what we thought about it i know myself i had never seen anything uh of in the heights uh i was a big fan of hamilton and I know I would love to see this live, but, you know, just never really had the chance. Hagen, what about you? Yeah, uh, I this was the first thing that I was lucky enough to see on Broadway. Um, my senior year of high school, uh, we went to New York as a, for a choir trip. And it was it, I, I knew nothing about In the Heights. I was just like, oh, we're going to go see this musical. But I remember, I don't remember what song it was. I remember we did... Uh, we, we like learned a dance number with some of the dancers in the ensemble, like the day before, like, or that, sorry, that day that we went to see it. So we went to go see it at night and got to see the dance and it was pretty cool. Um, it was great to see it live. The, the, the stage, uh, the way that the set is set up is really, really cool. Um, our Usnavi, our lead was not Lin-Manuel Miranda. It was from high school musical fame, Corbin Blue. So that was a little weird. Uh, but it, for for high schoolers, it was fucking hilarious. Oh, well, that's got to be for the better because my first Broadway musical I saw was Hamilton, and it was, I believe, the third iteration of it or maybe the second iteration. And while Lin-Manuel has very big Lin-Manuel energy, I am so thankful I got to see a different Hamilton for my first one because, you know, he's just not the strongest singer. He's a He's a great performer. And he's really got a lot of heart, but I definitely, yeah. I think Lin-Manuel is not a good, uh, he's a fine singer. He's a good performer. Mostly shines as a writer. Mostly shines as a writer. That's that's where he needs to stick. Yeah. So let's circle back a little bit to In the Heights and just uh, a quick plot synopsis. This is coming straight from the Wikipedia, but the film follows a similar plot to the musical telling the story of a corner in the predominantly Dominican Washington Heights neighborhood of Upper Manhattan in New York City, where every member of the community pursues their dreams of a better life, or as they say in the film, suenitos, which means dreams. I believe that means dreams. I don't know if it translates directly that way, but, uh, you know, basically uh, we're following like four main characters. There's Usnavi and Vanessa, and they're kind of coupled up together. And then you have Nina and Benny who are coupled up together. And all in all, the way I saw it is every single character, they either want to leave or they want to stay for a different reason. And you get really, uh, I, I saw really well fleshed out of like, so Usnavi wants to leave uh, Washington Heights to go actually reconnect actually in the Dominican Republic. 
whereas Vanessa wants to leave Washington Heights to go to a different, like, I think the design district of New York City to, uh, you know, basically get away from that neighborhood. And then you have someone, uh, Nina, who has left and is coming back and is saying, like, hey, I've left and it sucks that our community isn't as strong outside of uh, this block. So that's kind of the story summed up, right? Yeah, I think that the idea of like dreams and coming and going is is is, is the main thing, but I think it's really important like to see that these characters these characters dreams tend I mean there's only one character I think and that's Benny who's who's like dream is pretty much fleshed out. And the entire time they're kind of learning more and more about what they really want and about what they're trying to get. So like like Usnavi's whole thing is, you know, I think in the, it, the main theme is he wants to find his culture. He wants to find his home. And so in his mind, that's going to the Dominican Republic where uh, his his dad had opened up a bar and re- rebuilding it, that sort of thing. Um, and so they're, they're kind of just figuring out what what that dream might look like. And they have it in their heads, and maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong. And by the way, if you're thinking Usnavi, that's a traditional Dominican name, uh, it's not. And I won't spoil it for you, but there is a great story behind that name that they go into, and I assume the musical as well, but they do it in the film, and it is very funny, and you should definitely watch it alone for that. Yeah. But um, as we said, this is a musical, and in my mind, there's kind of like three uh, tiers of musicals that I like to uh, put musicals on. And one, the first tier would be Disney, where it is predominantly just a story, and there's maybe about five songs inside the Disney movie. And then, and then in the middle, you have something maybe like Dear Evan Hansen, or I think like Wicked or something like that, yeah. where it, it a lo- there's a ton of music in it, but there's also a good amount. of it, It's a mix between the musical and uh, kind of theater. And then on the other end, which is kind of more like opera, that kind of stuff, or like you have Hamilton, you have Les Mis, and I believe Rent is the same way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, so, so like your like traditional musical theater is where you have like the actual music and the theater, and then like, like you said, Les Mis, Hamilton, Rent, those are all like – sung throughout basically and sometimes they'll use different avenues to get like to get that way um but that leans more towards what operas are like and not necessarily what musical theater is i mean i i I don't understand how they still haven't given like a like a defined like line of like what is opera and what is musical theater unless you're like some uh, i don't know if you know the line please tell me because i think les mis is an opera but i think i would get like i think opera people would throw me out of a window for saying that probably but i think this movie and this musical i would assume as well fall in that middle category where it's uh, you know there isn't that hard line as we're saying where it's like 50 50 but it's like 50 percent music and then 50 percent you know actual spoken dialogue which you know if going into this that's kind of where you should be in your headspace if you thought le mis was too much singing this might be more of your bag um but if you think Disney movies are too much singing, you're going to have a rough time with this. <laughs> if you think Disney movies are too much singing, uh, you just don't like singing. You don't like music, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that's probably got to be my... If 
my argument to people are like, oh, I hate musicals. I'll just say, like, okay, do you like Disney movies? And they're like, of course I do. I love X, Y, Z. And that that I'll just say that is a musical at, you know, in some form of it. And then if you just, like, open yourself to that idea, you can get more into musicals. But that's not why we're here. Going back to In the Heights, let's talk about the movie. I, you know, in my mind, uh, let's talk about the actual uh, songs. And for me... I I really I enjoyed the songs. The opening number is always going to be a banger. I mean, if you have a musical and your opening number doesn't get people going, it doesn't have to be the best song. But if it doesn't, if it's not a statement piece, uh, that doesn't bode well. And I think the opener, which is almost eight minutes long, it, in the Heights, is super cool and it's super indicative of what. Lin-Manuel's style appears to be as he went into Hamilton you know it switches it up you know the song covers a lot of ground in those eight minutes yeah and I mean I mean the the biggest thing is that what 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 an opening number does in so many ways is it establishes themes it starts the story off and not only does this one do that but like when when Vanessa comes in for the first time the song changes completely I mean, it is it is a total shift, and sure, I mean, you could say, yeah, other other musicals do that as like a, a way to establish a theme, but I think it's more to establish like look at this character and look at look at the way Usnavi and Vanessa interact with each other. Um, but it's it's a really great opening number, and it also really I think this is one of the best examples of Lin Manuel's writing. Um, you know, we're not here to compare this to Hamilton. Um, and if, you know, there's a lot of people obviously who love Hamilton, but I think that this opening number is like, if someone's curious what Lin-Manuel does best, this is one of, this is one of the best examples. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, from there, I, I, we're not going to talk about every single song, but you know, if I'm talking about, there wasn't really any low lights for me, No, but there are definitely songs that stick out. I loved the, um, Oh man, I'm forgetting what it's called. The the one where they're in the uh, nail shop or the beauty shop. Yeah, that was. Uh, uh, was tell me something I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no me diga. Is that, is that the name of it? Um, that one. Oh, is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah. Um, so that one's really cool, and just the way that they they do the whole. I mean, there's there's a lot of songs and musicals that are kind of like this. Is kind of like tell me a sto- like like tell me a story kind of thing. Like what's the gossip? Uh, is it Bye Bye Birdie that has the uh, the telephone game song? Um, I mean, so there's a lot of songs like this that exist in musical theater, but this one's really fun. And the way they do it in the movie with, like, the talking mannequins or the, 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 the mannequin heads that, like, move around as, like, they say something gossipy and dramatic. It's really fun. Yeah, and that's where you kind of – I if I remember correctly, this is where you kind of get that first touch of, like, so what you can't do in an actual theater in person is, like, yeah, you can do stunts and whatnot, but you can't do certain things because it's just not physically possible. And this is where you get uh, a bit of that, which uh, director John M. Chu, he's got experience doing stuff like uh, G.I. Joe. Yeah, let's let's go through let's go through what his, his his directing credits a little bit. So well, so like let's give him like a yeah. top honors for Crazy Rich Asians, totally. which most people will know him for. Let's um, I mean let's give him top credit for just just like his wide variety of work he's done because to go yeah. from the things that he has done, I mean it, it makes sense that he did that he did in the Heights because 
he's known also for do- for doing Step Up 2 and Step Up 3D. So it makes sense. Plus he did the Justin Bieber movies Never Say Never and Believe. So that also kind of connects itself. He also did do Crazy Rich Asians, Now You See Me 2, and G.I. Joe Retaliation. Um, <laughs> and on the heels of this, it seems that he's been tapped to do the Wicked movie. Yeah. So, and he, I mean, it worked out. And he also is in talks with Disney to do the uh, the real-life Lilo and Stitch whenever they do that. <laughs> Weird. So <laughs> this is where you get into that, you know, you have that kind of fantastical element where, you know, it's CGI or whatever you want to call it. And in this instance, it really works. And, you know, I do, I could see how there's going to be two sides of this for a lot of people. Um, but I think for the majority of this movie, when he goes, when he steps into that, what can we do that they couldn't do on stage? It works. I mean, there are instances like we can talk about the kind of what I see as the centerpiece 96,000 as they start that song, there's the weird animations. It's terrible. It's awful. They're like, they're doing like this, they're doing like these pantomimes and like the one that sticks out into my head is I think it's Benny does a pantomime of like a, a, a ball and throws it at, uh, oh God, what's his name? Something Pete, uh, graffiti Pete, uh, throws it at, <laughs> <laughs> throws the, throws the ball, the, the pantomimed ball at graffiti, graffiti Pete and graffiti Pete like catches the ball and they have animations for this. And it's like, I don't need you to ham fist this for me. I get it. Like these actors look like they are good at these pantomimes. Don't do this. I mean, cause they're like, what I was going to say also about like the, the salon scene and so many other scenes is that I, I feel like the way that they're shot and framed feel like you are almost watching like a stage in, in certain shots. It's not like, um, you know, it, it obviously moves around, but it doesn't feel like a movie the entire time. You know, it, it feels a lot more like it's framed as if, hey, this is a production. Um, and then there are the moments where, like, he pans out to, like, bigger dance numbers. But this one, 96,000 is a great song, but the entire time is like, this is a movie version of the song. This this feels like a music video, less like a, um, I'm going to take 96,000 and make it a bigger number for the, for the screen, you know? Yeah, and I think this is, uh, you and I might differ on this, but this uh, 96,000, it starts off like super big and like this is, uh, it's pushing six minutes. So it's a it's a long uh, number and it, it starts kind of small and it, it just gets bigger and bigger. And it, the whole idea is like, what would you do if you had $96,000 if you just won it today? That's the whole idea of the song. So they're kind of passing it around from character to character saying what they do. And it's at the public pool in Washington Heights, and they're all, it's a huge dance number. And this is where the, one of the few times in the film that I, as a fan of musical theater, was like, oh man, I wish that this was on a stage because there's so much happening and you can only see what is in the frame of the shot. Whereas if, I think I had this same critique for the Hamilton movie, um, was I would rather have a steady cam of that whole action so I could watch what I want to watch. That's one of the beauties of live musical theater is like, yeah, there's the focal point of the dance scene, but there's also the people working their ass off in the background. And for me, some of the fun of it is watching them actually like slyly moving the sets around. So, you know, it's not for a lot of people. I don't think that'll take away from, you know, the movie for them. But for me, 
during that, I was like, oh, that's a missed opportunity. Yeah, I think I think that there there are, there are a couple moments in 96,000 where like you can kind of pick and choose what you want to watch. But when they make the dance numbers as big as you can for the stage, it is tricky to, to, to decide like to, to go, oh, I want to watch this. I want to watch that. Um, I, it's not not 96,000, but in the very end of In the Heights, I believe, is when they pan out to like everyone dancing in the street. And it's like really cool, but you can't pay. You're just you're just watching a large group of people dance. Um, but you know, while I'm on the dancing thing, the, the, the main cast, this is something that's very impressive, I think. And maybe, maybe I'm just, uh, maybe a, a little bit, like I, I have lower expectations for, uh, movie musicals sometimes because a lot of times they'll cast not the best singers, not the best dancers. They'll cast like stronger movie actors for these roles, but every single one of these actors could sing and they could definitely dance they could definitely like hold their own um and and they 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 all do come from musical theater so it was an amazing cast for that reason but it was very impressive to see all of these main people just jump from song to dance from song to dance which i really liked i do know uh the uh, i believe her name is yeah dasha polanco who is from orange is the new black mm-hmm. i believe you and i have talked about this before but yeah, she could really dance, but her dance move was like every scene she would just twerk. And yeah. it was just hilarious. Yeah, there like you'd have like you'd have like Vanessa or Nina singing about something like emotional and then and then her character would come up and like have some sassy remark, or another character would have a sassy remark while the sassy remark is happening, or post sassy remark, she's just twerking on them. It's like it's the, the funniest It kind shit. of felt like when animals, you know, you see them chase their tails and their tails start to move. <laughs> And they, they're like, whoa, what the fuck is it doing? I like this idea. It's just like, hey, it just starts twerking. I can't stop yeah. it. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's, and John M. Chu is like, hey, we'll make it work. It's fine. There's there, there's, sim- there's simply no way around it. Um, so uh, I want to real quick talk about the singing since we just talked about the dancing for a second. Um, and uh, obviously the singers were great, but one of my biggest gripes from the whole movie comes from the singing, which is I just wish they would have made most of it live. They did. They did a portion of it live. Um, I wish it was majority live instead of pre-recorded. Um, that really, like, I think they all could have done it. Um, it sucks that it wasn't because my favorite movie musicals tend to have been the ones where they do it live. Uh, it makes a really big difference in the performance in that setting. Yeah, we all know uh, Lim is did that and was super. Just it felt groundbreaking. Did you ever watch Inside Lewin Davis? Yeah. Yeah, so similar thing, and also they, you know, used whole takes instead of cutting uh, songs up to be the best shot, so I would agree with you there, but I I think we might be in the minority there when it comes to that. I I think that most people just don't think about it. Um, I think that, I think that the tricky part is, is that, like, if it's a good, if it's a good movie musical, you're going to have a good performance and a good shot, and there's going to be, like, there's a lot of beautiful colors in this, um, but from from my perspective, I think that it, w- it would do better, because the scenes where they did do it live, it was like, oh, I feel a lot more here. I feel a lot more like, connection to what's happening on the screen, versus whenever it's, like, abundantly clear they're lip-syncing. Yeah, so let's, uh, before we go into the next song, uh, just uh, want to mention that this episode is brought to you by... Tied to go pens. That it is. That it is. Uh, uh, you know, recently I have found that uh, I, I actually the <laughs> shirt I'm wearing right now uh, has a stain on it. Recently, I found that 
Um, I, I have a lot of stains on my shirts and I, I'm, I'm a messy eater and tied to go pens really do save the day. Although I want to keep it in my car, but I can't cause it dries out. By the way, this is a bit, uh, for some <laughs> reason that is a, a prominent story beat at points in this movie is that Usnavi inherited a tied to go pen from Vanessa. So that's that. <laughs> But moving on to the next song, which will uh, get us into what I see as the cameo section of this uh, movie, which is the next song is Piragua, which is sung by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And the whole uh, song is he's the Piragua guy and he uh, has a new, um, I guess he's trying to be, er, he has competition in the uh, neighborhood now and his competition ends up being the guy who played George Washington Mm -hmm. on the original run of Hamilton and then also there's a part earlier in the movie where uh, somebody's sitting on the phone and there's a dial tone and it's the uh, King George song where so there's there's little cameos like that I mean they're not in your face but well they're there he you know, I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of respect I have for what Lin Manuel does for his people. Um, he he really brings back his friends and his like favorite people he's cast a lot. Um, if if we go and look at the In the Heights original Broadway production and then go look at the Hamilton stuff, there's a lot of crossover there. Um, but talking about the guy you just mentioned, Christopher Jackson, he plays the Mister Softy truck driver in the movie. Uh, <laughs> he was George Washington in. Um, in Hamilton, like you said, but he also was Benny in in the Heights from the very beginning. Like so, the, it it started. Its first full production was in Connecticut in two thousand five. He was Benny from then all the way to off Broadway, all the way to Broadway. Um, so he's been with Lin Manuel doing this kind of stuff for a long time. The other crazy cameo is, and I I I don't know who, like I can't remember who he was. Uh, but his name's Javier Munoz, and he uh, his the uh, the note I have is he's the other Lin Manuel. He looks exactly like Lin Manuel Miranda. Um, he was the original Usnavi in the first Connecticut production, and then he toured it. And he also was before he toured it, he was Lin Manuel's understudy. He also was the alternate for Hamilton in Hamilton, and then replaced Lin Manuel Miranda when he was done. So he's the other Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, and don't forget Lin Manuel's favorite person himself. <laughs> uh, yep, that's true. It's very true. So, I mean, we're not going to go into every single song, but uh, you know, this movie is, as I said, it's about these people and their own experiences with their culture and what it means to them, whether they want to connect with it or uh, if they want to try something different. And it's set up to like, oh. Uh, building up over three days into this blackout and then so on and so forth. And then after blackout, the blackout happens comes what was shockingly my favorite song. I thought that either the nail studio or 96,000 were going to be my favorite songs, but uh, Abuela's uh, song ended up being my favorite. I don't know why. And this is another one of those where they, did this really cool effect where she's singing in a New York City subway tunnel and she ends the last note and the reverb is not just like any reverb. It sounds like if you had 
yelled into a tunnel and it has this really nice visual cue of like oh there's a light at the end of the tunnel and then if you turn around looking down in the tunnel it kind of feels like oh that's the cage that i'm trying to break free from so once again i don't really think they could have done that as well on stage so it's really cool to see that yeah i thought that the, I thought the way that the whole thing was done the whole song where it's just like this like uh, on the on on this train in the tunnel, like all this, all, no matter where she was, it was just shot beautifully. The dancers around her. Uh, the song is called "Paciencia y Fe," um, and it's I, I actually uh, don't remember. I was trying to think about this. Um, I don't know if she sings aside from that. I think she like has. I don't think she does. I think she has like a line uh in 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 the in the intro in the heights um i think she maybe like sings like just a back and forth with usnavi but i think that's the only song that she gets and um man does she fucking destroy it it's so good yeah i agree and whenever i see this in a film you know i think oh man you got your song i'm really happy for you but whenever i see these things live especially on like touring circuits since we live in dallas we're seeing tours um i think about like wow man you have just devoted like a year plus of your life for this one song. Yeah. That is just crazy devotion. I mean, like if you have the opportunity and you get to kill it every night, do it. That's that, that's a pretty, that's a pretty crazy thing right there. Um, so what would you say is your favorite song? I don't know. It's, it's tricky. I, I really like 96,000. I really like the intro. Um, I really like, uh, just from, not even from a musical standpoint, but just like, just the whole, like watching it is Carnival uh, del Barrio. I like that one a whole lot. Um, it's really fun, just like back and forth. It's also like, kind of like the, the it's, it's, it's like a really great turning point in the plot. I think um, where we kind of see everybody kind of like make new decisions or feel better about certain decisions or start to turn things around, whatever. Um, I like that one a lot. Uh, and then, and then the finale is great too. Yeah, I, I would say, so one other thing that we forgot to mention is that there's this part where they're, uh, they are celebrating fi- fi- what is it? Fiesta in the Heights or is it just festival in the Heights? Something like yeah, that. It's Fiesta in the Heights. Yeah. And I don't know if this is a real thing, but man, it looks fun as hell. <laughs> and if that's a real thing, um, fuck i want to go to that and i also realized man maybe i probably shouldn't because like the maybe after this movie or whatever that if it hasn't already happened this area is going to get gentrified to hell because you know everyone wants to go to fiesta in the heights but it looks fun as fuck yeah uh it it, it looks like it looks fun as fuck it looks like everybody's just simply out there having a good time uh, and except for Usnavi, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a it's a great one. Um, I I think that I really like can't think of a song in here that was necessarily bad. Um, I I don't think that any of them felt like unnecessary. Uh, I I think that this is again I think this is a this is a whole musical is a prime example of Lin Manuel's writing. Um, yeah. S- say what you will about Hamilton here and there, but this I think this is like a. You want to you want to hear what Lin Manuel does best? I think that this whole thing is that it's 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 incredible music. I think so. I, I do have. I want us to both give it a score, but you know, I think if you're gonna watch this movie, if you get to ninety six thousand, which I think that's about like maybe forty minutes to an hour in, if you get to that, it's where you thought the uh, the halfway point was, yeah. 
Yeah, I did think that that was the halfway point, and now looking at the track listing, I realize how dumb that is. But <laughs> regardless of that fact, and, and then I realized even in the film, I was like, oh, no, that's the halfway point right <laughs> after the blackout happens. That makes sense. Um, but if you get past 96,000 and you're like, ah, I really don't like this, you're probably not going to like the rest. I mean, I would, I would say you should probably just sit through the rest if you got that far, but I mean... That's how you'll pretty much know. If you don't like the opening and 96,000, maybe musicals or this musical aren't for you. But um, I would say I will give it a four out of five burrows. Hagen, how many out of five burrows would you give this? I, I, I will give this a, a 4.5 out of five burrows. Um, something something that I uh, didn't mention uh, that I feel like is important to mention is that some of the earlier reviews for uh, In the Heights on stage compared it as like the hip-hop version of Rent. And I, I definitely can see part of that mainly because of the strong ensemble cast. Um, but I promise you, if you liked Rent, I bet you'll like this, and you won't be as sad the whole time. You, I promise you, you will not be... like It's sad. There's some sad sections. But Rent is just... It's, a, it's such a sad musical. Uh, but this is definitely a lot more upbeat and I think just really fun. I had people who told me that they weren't going to watch this because they really didn't want to watch something sad and they heard how sad this was. And let me just tell you, you are not thinking of In the Heights. You're thinking of 21 Chump Street, which is very sad. Yes. Yeah, this this is this is sad, but it is not as sad as, as you think it's going to be. Um, I if you if uh, maybe this is the wrong again, not to like compare the two. Like if you thought Hamilton was sad, I think that Hamilton is probably a little more sad than this. I think Hamilton has a, has quite a few more like depressing beats than In the Heights does. So if if you're worried about that, still see it, still watch it, um, enjoy the music, kind of just 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 kind of it, it, feel the upbeatness, feel the party. Let's have have a nice little party while you're drink while you're watching in the heights. Yeah, absolutely. Hagen and I got together and saw it together. We watched it together, which I you know like I would uh, you know after seeing this, I would still see it uh, live if I got the chance. Yeah. But I think this is something that if you can see it in a theater, like a movie theater, or if you can see it with a group of friends, that's probably the ideal scenario. Whereas I talked to my mom about it, who also loves musicals, and she's like, oh, I didn't think it was that great. And I was like, how'd you watch it? And she said, oh, I just watched it in bed by myself watching the TV. And I was like, yep, that's the problem. I don't think that yeah. that was ever going to work for you. I think we talked about this whenever we watched Hamilton, but like you and I, whenever we, whenever we watched that, I think you did the same thing I did where we turned the lights off in our rooms where we were watching it to like give ourselves like as much of like the theater experience as we possibly could. And so either I think you need to do something like this within the Heights or just watch it with friends and just be ready for a good time. Um, but yeah, I'm honestly, I'm just really happy we recorded this episode. That was, uh, I was, I was, I was worried about that one for a little bit. <laughs> hey, we did it. And you know, I wasn't going to mention it, but this is our second time going through this episode. Hey, I don't mind. I don't mind mentioning it. <laughs> we had some issues on the, the first episode. We finished it and we we're like, that was really good. And then, uh, Hagen's computer deleted it and we couldn't find it, but all is well that ends well. I will say that I'm definitely, I enjoy musicals and I think Adam and Dave like musicals if we make them watch them, but this is probably <laughs> something whenever Dear Evan Hansen comes out, Hagen and I will probably do this again. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and please let us know if you're enjoying this um, bonus 
episodes. Um, we bonus. <laughs> we're having a lot of fun uh, doing them, talking about ideas for them. Um, you know, at the end of the day, if they're just for us, then then cool, I guess. But if you guys like them, or if you guys have ideas for other stuff we can do, then please please let us know. Do you have anything else you want to add about in the Heights before we close this shit up? No, not really. I mean, I already said it. If I got a chance to see it, I would see it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, couple things that I, I, not really too important. Uh, mainly just one is that, uh, uh, Kevin Rosario, um, is, is played by the adoptive father of princess Leia, Jimmy Smits. So, uh, there we go. That's a pretty important thing. <laughs> yeah. And he is a, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, yep, uh, veteran as well, just like Stephanie Beatrice, who plays, uh, you know, one of the uh, nail salon people. And if you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine and know her as Rosa, you're gonna be uh, pretty confused when you hear her voice because that's how she actually speaks in this uh, film. In the Heights, is how she actually speaks, and it is like jarring. It is. It is a shock. It is. It is. It's a great shock, but it's a. It's a. It's a shock. Um, well, cool. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. This is again. I'm just so happy we got to record this and talk about this musical, and I can't wait for Dear Evan Hansen so we can do the same thing again. Uh, if we if we have the chance to actually do like uh, like a reaction, like watch it and immediately record, I'm still gonna be crying by the time we have pressed the record button. So that's gonna be really neat. Um, so yeah, thank you guys so much for being here. And uh, if you haven't already, if you wouldn't mind following and subscribing, that'd be awesome. If you wanna give us the little five star rating on the po- uh, Apple Podcast, that would be cool too. Um, if you like social media, we're on there. You can follow us, DFTA Podcast. And uh, thank you so much. And uh, fuck off. Bonus. <laughs> I saw in your eyes, you're like, do is he gonna do? It? Is he gonna say, give me a towel? I was hoping for bonus. Hey, did you know that there was a post credit scene? Yeah, I just read that. Me too. What the <laughs> fuck? We missed that. And we missed a song by Mark Anthony. What the hell? Yeah, I missed that.